Once upon a time, there were three beautiful girls. Two of them graduated from the police academy. The other graduated from the police academy. It looks like they barely graduated from the police academy. And they each reaped the rewards of their exciting careers. Hmm. But I took them away from all that, and now they work for me. My name is Charlie. Charlie's Angels. Two rerun episodes from nearly 40 years ago. Coming your way next on Your View, Louisiana. Okay, maybe not. Where's Drew Brees? There he is. All number nine. Tightening us up. Thank you, Mr. Drew Brees. Live from La Jolla, California. The Kenner of San Diego. Yeah, right. It is live every day. He calls us in live with that. Yeah, right. All right. Making up a lot of stuff already. But I can't make this up. The recall fails miserably by tens of thousands. Well, I shouldn't say tens of thousands, by thousands. About 18,000 legitimate signatures short. I'll fill you in on all the details in a moment. Ron Foreman from the Audubon Institute's going to join us in about 15 minutes. Boy, have you driven down Magazine Street in between the park and the zoo? It's actually nice, smooth as can be. You can roll a marble down Magazine Street. Before, you could roll a marble about a foot, and then it would fall into some pothole or crack. Or get knocked out of the way by a pinched lip type of thing on the street. Now, hopefully, River Road, Leak Avenue, from Magazine to the Parish Line is next, because that street is an absolute mess. But hey, picky people, we can't be choosy, right? I sound like George Bush. You know, fool me once, it's a good thing. You fool me the second time, I'm not so happy. Beggars can't be choosy. Leak Avenue is in desperate need of a repaving. Anyway, Ron Foreman will join us to talk about the Audubon Institute, which it's like when I had President Tate on from LSU. He's not just the president of LSU Baton Rouge. He's president of a bunch of LSU entities. Same with Ron Foreman. Representative Joe Marino, he almost knocked me out of my chair when I saw his post on Twitter or someone posting his potential legislation, his bill, wanting to give our legislators a pay raise. What? What? Hey, the folks at the Yugo plan are building such a quality automobile, I think they're due a pay raise. Who cares if the front wheel falls off coming off the assembly line or the car won't start or the doors fall off or the air conditioning doesn't work or the paint peels or the headliner falls in or the seats fall apart? Who cares? It's a Hugo. Anyway, Rep. Joe Marino is going to join us, who actually appears to be a really nice guy and a legitimate legislator If I dare say that, a legitimate Louisiana legislator, is that an oxymoron? Joe Marino in a few minutes, excuse me, in an hour, we'll start the five o'clock power hour with Joe Marino around 510 this afternoon. Hey, this four o'clock hour is brought to you by Latrum, the global manufacturing giant. You know, they're on every continent on the planet. 
I think they did about a billion dollars plus in sales last year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Michael Hecht on Friday, that Greater New Orleans Inc. segment with Michael Hecht, always brought to you by Latrum. Maybe he'll fill us in on those details on Friday. But I know Latrum is a global manufacturing giant, born, bred, based out of New Orleans. Harahan, to be specific, Latrum Lane off River Road, right under the UEP Long Bridge. If you're getting on the UEP Long Bridge, heading up that on-ramp off Jefferson Highway, and you look to your right, there's like some huge air conditioning units on a rooftop and then a flagpole with an American flag going. That's Latrum. 80 acres under the UEP Long Bridge. And they're hiring at their Elmwood campus. You East Bankers, you West Bankers, conveniently located in Elmwood. North Shore, folks, you don't have to traverse the causeway and come to the South Shore. Just beeline down the I-12 right outside of Hammond, Latrum's North Shore facility. They're hiring at both. They're hiring all around the world. It's not two or three job openings at Latrum.com. It's dozens and dozens and dozens of job openings. A job for you, a career for you. At Latrum, a culture of innovation, go to their website, Latrum.com. Latrum spelled L-A-I-T-R-A-M. Latrum.com, the 4 o'clock hour this afternoon, brought to you by Latrum. Thanks for joining us on radio, on television, live streaming. We're on YouTube right now for two big hours till 6 o'clock. Corey Johnson, Neutral Ground on YouTube. CoreyJohnson.com, our website, excuse me, CoreyTalks.com, our website, at Corey Johnson on Twitter, CoreyTalks.com, you can check out live streaming there, plus shows you just about every entity we're on, including radio, our bread and butter, oh so fine, 93.9 FM, that's right, 93.9 FM. You can also check us out on New Orleans own 107.9 FM. 107.9 FM. We're on the AM side of the dial, and that sneaky, powerful signal goes from Baton Rouge through the North Shore, I-10, I-12 corridor into southern Mississippi, southern Alabama, all the way to the panhandle of Florida. Take the show with you on the road to the beach. 600 AM. Television for 90 minutes. The first 90 minutes of the two-hour talk radio program simulcast on television statewide. Cox Channel 4 TV all over Louisiana. Spectrum Channel 333 television all over Louisiana. Yeah, the recall fails miserably. I said tens of thousands of signatures, but about 18,000. 67,002. A little over 67,000 signatures collected. But you could have 167,000 signatures collected. Only 27,000 plus were qualified. Only 27,000 counted. Of 44,000 needed, 44,976. We can round it up to 45,000. 27,000. 243 that counted, almost 40,000 disqualified, 39,805. 
more disqualified than qualified by about 12,000 signatures. Over $1 million spent on this failed effort. And I, I don't know where to put the blame, if you want to call it blame. Is it Eileen Carter and Belden Batiste not dotting I's and crossing T's where you have nearly 40,000 of their 60,000 signatures, 67,000 signatures collected? More than half did not count. I can write John Doe on there. I can put, you know, Fred Smith, Fred the Hammer Smith from LasVegasGambling.com. I think he's got a pick tonight on the Lakers and Clippers. Plus a special three-team parlay. Take the points. Bet the boat. Mortgage your house. No, I could put Fred the Hammer Smith's name on there. 67,002 signatures collected. 27,243 qualified. Nearly 40,000 didn't count. More disqualified than qualified. Only 27,000 valid signatures. At least 18,000 signatures short of the 45,000 goal or about 23,000 signatures short of the roughly $50,000 signature goal. So I guess the next best thing is wait on an indictment which I think is a possibility. But the mayor is very, very happy right now. So happy she's planning her next international junket. That's got to be coming down in the next few days, right? I mean, in the last couple of months, L.A., D.C., Miami, those are domestic locations. I think somewhere in Europe or Asia, maybe the Middle East for the first time. Got to go there before it's all said and done, y'all. Ron Foreman's going to join us in a second. Every day we broadcast live from the Buddy Deliberto River City's Total Maintenance Studios. You might have been running heat overnight. You might be running air conditioning right now. Honest air conditioning and heating experts that come immediately, that's River City's Total Maintenance. Find them at nolaac.com. Every day we broadcast live from the Buddy Deliberto River City's Total Maintenance Studios. The Port of New Orleans is the gateway to global commerce, the economic engine that moves Louisiana and our country forward. For more than 125 years, Port Nola has continued to deliver the goods we use each and every day by river, rail, and by road. No matter what, it all happens right here, delivering Louisiana's future at the Port of New Orleans, your working river. Learn more about your Port of New Orleans. Visit portnola.com. Trey Yen in Mandeville, a New Orleans tradition for over 40 years. Serving the finest Louisiana-inspired Chinese cuisine. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Trey Yen. Being a part of people's lives from an engagement ring to a wedding band. Before you know it, the wedding day is here and groom and bride are exchanging gifts on that day. And not too long after that, there's baby gifts to have. And I just enjoy being part of other people's family saying, Mr. Friend did my engagement ring and he did my mom and dad's engagement ring. My name is Ken Friend of Friend & Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. 
Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Fausto's Italian Bistro on Veterans Boulevard, where the brothers Fausto and Roland are serving some of the city's finest Sicilian and Italian cuisine. From New Orleans' first family of Sicilian and Italian cooking, Fausto's Italian Bistro on Vets. The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, it's open now. We fix cars and trucks. We do all makes and models. And it doesn't have to be a Ford or a Lincoln. It could be whatever you're driving. 32,000 square feet under roof. Now open at 3101 Williams Boulevard. It's all about you, the customer, getting the most for your dollar. I would say the most perfect collision center anyway. The Lamarck Automotive Collision Center, 3101 Williams Boulevard. Go check it out. Greater New Orleans, a destination for learning. With 13 colleges and universities and a booming job market, Greater New Orleans is the ultimate destination for your higher education. Your path to the future begins in Greater New Orleans. Find out more at studynola.com. Why wear the same old glasses that everyone else is wearing? Stand out from the crowd. Come to Art and Eyes. Art and Eyes is not your typical eyeglasses store. It's one of the finest eyewear shops in the country, right here in New Orleans, with precision-engineered prescription lenses and gorgeous high-quality frames from the heart of Europe, Japan, and the United States. Our products are thoughtfully curated, and our staff are here to help you find exactly the right frames. Art and Eyes on Magazine, as unique as you. Rouse's Market is hiring. With 65 stores, fuller part-time employment, and flexible scheduling, Rouse's has a job for you. Or maybe even a career. Apply at any Rouse's store or online at rouse's.com. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria has over 15 specialty sandwiches, a big 10-ounce burger, and some of the best pizza in New Orleans. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria, on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview, between Canal Boulevard and West End. Super Discount Store in Chalmette. 3235 Paris Road. The lowest price allowed by Louisiana law on wine, alcohol, and beer. Worth the drive from anywhere. If you're throwing a party and need wine, alcohol, and cold beer, Super Discount Store in Chalmette. Young's Dry Cleaning has free pickup and delivery. That's right. Young's Dry Cleaning has absolutely free pickup and delivery. Home or office, East Bank or West Bank. Call Young's at 288-8381 or online at youngsdrycleaning.com. Corey Johnson back at you, the 4 o'clock hour on a Tuesday afternoon. The recall effort fails miserably. Over 67,000 signatures collected. But what does that mean when nearly 40,000 of the 67,000 don't count? 27,243 do count, or about 18,000 short of that nearly 45,000 signature needed line. Hey, Representative Joe Marino from DeBest Bank will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. He has a potential bill 
where legislators would get a pay raise? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. We'll talk to Joe Marino about that. I like bringing this guy on the program every now and then. We should do it more often because he handles a lot of stuff for the city of New Orleans. Besides being very civic-minded, generally speaking, for the last few decades, he's been the top person at the Audubon Institute. Ron Foreman joins us live on the program. How are you, Ron? Corey, it's great hearing from you, and I agree with you. We need to talk more. Yep, I agree, man. How are things going? Well, before we get started, last week I had on President Tate, the president of the LSU system. You know, a lot of folks think LSU Baton Rouge, but it's the medical school. It's medical school in Shreveport, the LSUS, LSUE, LSUA, on and on and on. Uh, the Audubon Institute, I mean, it's not just Audubon Park. It's not just the zoo. It's not just the insectarium or the, the aquarium. It, you, there's a lot of entities that you're residing over, correct? Correct. We actually have 10 facilities. It's interesting that um, in New Orleans, we have more living science museums educating our kids about the environment through these different museums, the 10 museums, than any place else in in the um, country. It's also interesting. USA Today today just came out with a um, nationwide uh, poll on what are the best facilities of each type in the country. And, you know, we like to say we are the best in New Orleans, the best in Louisiana. But in this poll, it shows the aquarium is the fifth best aquarium in the country. The zoo is the sixth best zoo in the country. Um, and then we get into nature centers and into butterfly insectariums and Audubon parks and Wodenberg Riverfront parks and our research center. And, you know, we have a great collection and this community is fortunate for our kids and our families and for tourism that, um, we're at the top of what we do across the country. Yeah, and it's a big influencer around the rest of the country. Folks look at what you've done in New Orleans, and they're like, we've got to do that and take it up a notch. When the zoo was redone, it was number two by most folks' uh, calculation behind San Diego. When the aquarium opened, it was number one. And then folks used that as a benchmark, I guess, Ron, and one-up it. But still... When you're in the top five, top six in both those categories, especially after decades, especially after numerous cities investing, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions in, in similar facilities, pretty darn impressive, right? Well, it's, not only is it impressive, but since um, COVID, um, our board of directors realized that we learned with Katrina that when you get knocked down, you have to come back new and exciting. So we are in a heavy construction period of Ottoman where the um, aquarium is, and the butterfly insectarium will be totally rebuilt, um, be opening on um, June, actually this summer. The facility is beautiful. We're looking at expanding more Riverfront Park to take the most important natural resource and open it up to our neighborhoods and for bicycle and jogging and all kinds of good things. Um, great things are happening in the zoo. Um, so we're investing a lot of money coming back strong, which economically will fill up our hotel rooms, will fill up our restaurants, will fill up our shopping, and create taxes for the Superdome, create taxes for the convention center, create taxes for policing. So, you know, we, we often talk about the negative. We have a lot of positive things happening, um, and that's the reason we live in New Orleans. Yeah, I was walking around the park yesterday with a buddy, and we we're saying, man, this is such a, a world-class park. 
And my friend was like, no, you go to other cities and it's hard to find a, a park of this quality. And we're lucky with City Park and Audubon Park Uptown is just ridiculously impressive. The world's oldest continuously operated streetcar line on one side, the mighty Mississippi on the other. Million dollar, hundred plus year old homes surround it. Oak trees that are even older than that. Uh, it's just incredible facility after cr- incredible facility at, at Audubon Park. You've got to be proud of that. Of course, you know, as you described the city and, Again, as you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm loving the city. I, I actually started on the Moonlander as a kid and been around for a lot of mayors, a lot of functions. And um, New Orleans is a special city. We can't forget it. We live here for a special reason. You know, we often get compared to Paris, to Rome, to New York. Um, we're a great city, and the greatest of our city are its people and its diversity and its culture, history, and, uh, you know, I was at a great restaurant recently, and we were talking about the quality of food we get every different day and the restaurants we have. And there was the, um, I think it was the Irish Parade going by. And then, then we talked about jazz fest getting ready to come up. We talked about French Quarter Festival coming up. Uh, we had just gotten over Mardi Gras. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on with the music we have. New Orleans is a great city. Now, do we have problems? We definitely have problems. And we got to keep working to resolve those problems. But but this is our home, and we I think we're the greatest cities in this country. Ron, how long have you been run? How long have you been with the Audubon Institute, and how long have you been running the Audubon Institute? I have been with the Audubon Institute for fifty one years. Wow! I've, I've been running it for forty seven years. Jeez. One day, one day I'm going to have to get a real job, but um, I don't want to rush that anytime soon. No, we, we love what we do here. And how can you not love your springtime now? I looked outside today, and we had about 2,000 kids running around, uh, having fun, learning about wildlife. Uh, um, you know, it's 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 a wonderful place to work. And the exciting point um, is my time here is going to start slowing down a little bit. It's time to bring some younger people in. Is that, um, you know, the investments for the future, the next, you know, 50 years of leadership is going to be better than the last 50 years. So great things are happening in um excited about where we stand uh, i mean i've heard some rumors that maybe you are winding down is any of that true or are you uh is there an exit for you with the Ottoman sure. institute at least running it or not right now yeah i am um fortunately very healthy um i don't plan on um dropping down anytime soon but um but it's also it comes to a point when it's time to bring younger people in and we're getting close to that point and matter of fact it probably would have happened before now my plan was more around the 50th year, but COVID hit and we were laid off 700 employees. We were losing a million dollars per week. Uh, it wasn't the time to leave when we were down. So we we're rebuilding and um, things are looking good again. So, yeah, I think it's just it's a very short period of time. I would, I would say in the next couple of years. That, um, and we actually have a plan with the board, the succession plan, and a, um, a clear vision of where we're going to go. But, um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, at some point, it's time to pass the, um, the ball off to someone else. All right. When you started working there 51 years ago, when you started leading it 47 years ago, what did uh, – there wasn't an Audubon Institute, I get. I guess it was just no. what? Audubon Park and a dilapidated zoo? Yeah, we were we were um, actually part of city government. Um, there was never enough money to maintain the park and zoo because we were competing with police and fire, much like today, sanitation. Um, so um, – the zoo was actually described in the 70s 
as uh, an animal ghetto, the worst zoo in the country. Uh, so that's all we had. But fortunately, across the country, partnerships between the public sector of the city and the private sector, uh, nonprofit, um, with with community leadership of uh, throughout the community and formed partnerships, and and that led to rebuilding the zoo and the success of the zoo led to the building of the aquarium, and the aquarium led to the success of the Nature Center, and led to the success of the Butterfly Insectarium, and led to Waldenburg Riverfront Park, led to the Center for Research of Endangered Species, and then led to the Wilderness Park, and um, yeah, it led to the other, and we've had a great run, and um, it's come a long way, and, and we're excited about it, but the most exciting is, is watching families, you know, you know, we, you know, particularly in a, a city of poverty, our kids have to grow up loving nature. You imagine your life, Glory, without the love of spring day or birds migrating or flowers blooming. And a lot of our cities don't have nature around them. You know, a lot of our cities live in a concrete jungle. So bringing them into our parks and our zoos and aquariums and introducing them to nature and making that part of their life is a great thing to do. And um, it's something that uh, we have as our highest priority. Speaking of the old zoo, I'm assuming in your office somewhere is one of those plastic keys you used to stick in the box to get the little voiceover of what animal you're looking at and in some little ancient cage. Yeah, Corey, you were making me um, let everyone know how long I've been here, but uh, when you start mentioning that key, that key goes back a long time. So so you've been around doing this for a long time also with all of it. Yep, no, when I was a kid, I remember going to those – those lousy cages with the little metal box and stick the key right. in and it would, you know, spout off what animal you're looking at and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's that's probably 50-plus years ago, the keys. Yeah, I, I always think of you as a young guy. Yep. Yeah, well, fifty mid-50s, so, yeah, I'm still rolling along. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going anywhere either, Ron, hopefully. Ron yeah, Foreman's okay. with us with the Audubon Institute. Got a lot to discuss uh, Ron, I'm going to knock out a quick break and we'll come right back and maybe start with, uh, I don't want to say one of the worst streets in the city, but Magazine Through the Park was an embarrassment, especially when that street was surrounded by Audubon Park, the zoo, and all the other things that were so world class. And now you could roll a marble down that street. You've got to be absolutely ecstatic about that. So we'll come back and discuss Magazine Street and then a whole lot of the other entities that comprise the Audubon Institute. Ron Foreman's with us, New Orleans. We're going to take a quick one and come right back. Don't move. The Woodhouse Day Spa, with five area locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and now Mandeville. A day of relaxation is just moments away at the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com Hey guys, it's Frank Smith from LasVegasGambling.com with your weekend five-star lock of the week, lock of the week, lock of the week. Take the Lakers and the points over the Clippers. Sell the house, sell the boat, sell your children. Send grandma away and take the money. Put everything you've got on this five-star selection. It's the Lakers over the Clippers. And we've also got a fantastic five-star parlay as well. Call us now, 888-555-7777. It's Frank Smith, a.k.a. The Hammer, from LasVegasGambling.com. Do it now, now, now. For over 20 years, serving healthy, fresh, authentic Middle Eastern cuisine, Lebanon's Cafe. In the Carrollton section of Uptown on the streetcar line, Wednesday through Monday, 11 a.m. to 9.30. Lebanon's Cafe. 
For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrum family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrum company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrum.com. That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M.com. For us, it's really relationships, and if you care about the relationship, you're going to do the right thing for the customer all the time. When we're in design process of a custom-made piece, I have a test that says, if I wouldn't give this to my wife, I think we should pass and start over. If it's not perfect, it's going back to the shop. We're going to start all the way over. My name is Ken Friend of Friend & Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Ladies and gentlemen, in this Lamarck Automotive Complex is something called Quick Lane. Tires, wheel alignments, you know, struts, servicing your transmission. We're doing all makes and models. It doesn't have to have been purchased from us. It's for you. It handles your lifestyle with your budget in mind. And we want to get you in and out as quick as possible. Quick Lane, you got to come see it. You're going to love the experience. Right there at Williams Boulevard in Kenner. Custom window treatments can enhance the look and value of your home. At Helm Paint and Decorating, we're proud to offer custom plantation-style window shutters by Scandia. Perfect for any window, including large frames, French doors, sliding doors, and arches. American-made SL300 shutters are available in many colors to match your personal decor. We'll come out to measure, and you'll receive fast delivery. Plus, they're virtually maintenance-free. Helm Paint and Benjamin Moore, let us steer you in the right direction. Helm Paint and Supply. Kanye West was seen shopping at Super Discount Store in Chalmette. I am Shakespeare in the flesh, Walt Disney, Nike, Google. Okay, I think Kanye was talking about something else entirely. Super Discount Store on Paris Road in Chalmette. In New Orleans, we don't eat to live. We live to eat. More is better. Scott Craig of Katie's. That is our slogan. More is better at Katie's. It means more of everything. Not just more food, more smiles, more friendship, more love, more, more, more. When you do something, you have to do it right. You know, it's all about more, and it's all more of the good things. Get more at Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City. Visiting with Ron Foreman from the Ottoman Institute. Boy, Ron, you got to be happy with Magazine Street. Pretty much your entire tenure, <laughs> 50 years or so, that street's been terrible. The last few decades, it's been borderline awful. And now it's as nice, as smooth, as new a street as any in the city. That, that's got to make you happy. It mirrors the park and the, you know, the whole, you know, all the entities that surround Magazine Street. We're we're excited, obviously, um, with that new boulevard that comes through the um, zoo from the 
Magazine Street with the um, front section from St. Charles to the Riverview section of the fly. Um, and obviously with the um, problems we had in sewage and water and leakage and, and potholes, and it was a miserable thing. Um, fortunately, the city of New Orleans um, and the Office of um, Project Management uh, made it a priority working with the um, council and the mayor. And they came in and um, put a game plan together, and we made an agreement with the contractor that let's work together on it. So we um, went out there weekly, um, worked with project managers of the city, our guys, the contractor. Each each week we knew the progress, and um, we agreed also to come back and landscape it so it didn't look like a um, highway, but it looked more like a road through a park with landscaping. And we were redoing the lights, we were doing the banners, we are doing landscape annual colors on both sides. And for the first time, it really looks like you're entering into a 100-year-old historical park with the way the road's being done. And I have to tell you, it was done um, within the schedule that was committed. There was no delays. And, um, it was done um, with the budget committed. So the contractor, project manager in the city of New Orleans, Audubon, it, it, it works. And, and you know, that's also, you know, the biggest thing we always have is our potholes. I remember Moonlander saying, when you marry New Orleans, you own the potholes in New Orleans. Your success is based on fixing potholes. And the good thing, if we want to always go positive, is that um, there's a lot of federal dollars to fix our, fix our sewage, our drainage, our roadway, and repair these things. And even though a lot of projects fall behind because there's so much trying to be done at one time, at the end of the day, much like, our, like Magazine Street, when it's finished, it's it's something that hadn't been done in a hundred years, and it looks great. Yep. So we're about um, even doing roadways. So I saw the you know like median neutral ground the 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 in between each uh, road all the landscaping there. You can have landscaping on the outsides of each side and light it up. Yeah, uh, it's going to be landscaping on each side of the roadway in sections. One would be the section that leads to the butterfly. Another section would be what leads to the zoo. A third section is what leads to the golf course. And the fourth section, it would lead to the tea room. Nice. So there's four sections of annual colors. And, um, you know, that's what a road through a park should look like. No, you're so right. You're so right. I guess maybe uh, the next thing would be from the train tracks to magazine, the, the road coming out of the butterfly, something like that. Uh, there's more work being done. Um, there's more work being done on Magazine Street, more towards um, Napoleon Avenue in that direction. Um, Excellent. So, so there'd be more work being done, and the infrastructure of the city continues to be improved, and it's a hard project to get done, and you know, you got to be careful not trying to do too much too soon. No, and you can't complain when they've done that. You know, I, I, That's my job. Leak Avenue, I would think, has to be next to the parish line. That would yeah, be fantastic. That's, that's right. Got to go both ways, and actually, it's got to go the parish line and keep going to Jefferson Parish. Yeah, no uh, doubt. We're visiting with Ron way. Foreman of the Audubon Institute. It, Audubon Park is so world class, Ron. What what more can you do with Audubon Park? I mean, 
uh, golf course, tennis facility, tea room, the zoo, um, the, the, the track around the, the golf course, the outer track for that, you know, goes, uh, even farther around the park, the butterfly, um, I mean, I'm probably missing a few things. The clubhouse is, is is incredible for the golf course, and it's not just for golfers. Folks can go there and get some food. Uh, there's so many at the stables. I mean, it's it's Cascade Stables. I don't I don't know what I'm missing. You guys, that that park's pretty pretty full of entities of of different sites. What what can you add? Are there any plans to add yeah. more? Well, first I would add the um, the Riverview and the Fly. Um, to be on that river edge, be on St. Charles Avenue on one side and have the great Mississippi River on the backside um, and all that green spaces. And we had the, the Carrollton baseball and football and soccer. and So a lot, lot of activity. But I think mostly in the park. Um, and um, it's in the park. And, so, so, and we don't have unlimited land. So I think we have to be very, very sensitive in what we have with our land. Um, the, the, the green part of our land is critical, uh, but also um, the zoo has to keep improving without expanding the zoo. But within the zoo, we have to keep adding new exhibits. We're adding a new Jaguar Jungle Fence, too. We just don't put in the new bird facility, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, we're going to be doing an upgrade of the reptile facility. We're going to do the swamp exhibit. Level. Everything we have has to be maintained to the highest level. And then at the same time, the visitor experience, we had to greet people at the front door and thank you for coming. We're rated one of the top in the country for rating for cleanliness of our facilities, for safety of our facilities, and the visitor experience. So all those things that are, you know, you got to keep running it in a way. And we're excited about the riverfront because we're going to expand Waldenburg Park, going more towards the industrial canal and work with that park with bicycling and walking and promenades. Um, this is the species of model center. We're looking at more research, the same endangered species. Uh, we, we, it's just important that why can't we be the best in the country on what we do in New Orleans? And um, We've shown that it can work and people support that. Ron, I'll never forget, boy, this must have been 25 years ago when it was time to redo the golf course. Uh, I mean, uptown folks, there's a lot of positive with them. They're movers and shakers, a lot of money, a lot of influence. But I remember a lot of them balking at the Whole Foods in the bus barn or uh, the 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 uh, greenhouse. You're going to tear down that greenhouse that everyone was hitting golf balls into and it was abandoned for for decades and decades. They didn't want to see the new golf course. I've been hearing rumblings really since Corona about uh, shutting down the executive course. Uh, when it opened, I remember I had a Golf Digest editor on, and he said it's one of the finest executive courses in America and mentioned the million-dollar homes that surround it, the oak trees, the, the view of, of Loyola and the church, the, the view of the CBD at certain times. It, it, it can be a, a great golf course. Um, is there any thoughts of abandoning that golf course? No, I think, I think there's clear, you know, the, the golf course has been here a hundred years. Yep. Um, um, but we did during COVID. About 125, I think 1898. And what we, what we try to do during COVID is separate people. On the, we get so busy on our walking and jogging path that we wanted to open it up trying to keep people safe. And the golf course was closed because, 
Um, everything was closed as far as the public was concerned, right. except in the park. And so we allowed people to walk on the um, walkways around the golf course. And people loved it. They said, boy, I wish we could do this all the time. But the history of the golf course um, and the, the investment we have in it with the capital money, um, you know, there, there's no there's no plan to do anything other than maintain the golf course, even though there's discussion or maybe future, what could happen with that? Nothing's going to happen anytime there. I know anytime soon. So I think we're good there. Um, but the other, the other thing we have to make sure is that um, that, that green space is really important. You know, the, um, getting away. I mean, probably the best example is Central Park in New York. That busy city with with high rises all around. Um, the fact that they have Central Park right in the middle of the city, and people could escape those busy cities and enjoy nature and walking and, you know, being with their family and those things in Central Park. Audubon Park does the same thing. And I, and I might add a big shout out to City Park. City Park is doing great things now. Um, yep. The chairman for uh, this loss, the new CEO president, which he's doing there. There's a lot of good things going on. And, um, you know, City Park, Audubon Park um, is working in partnership and, you know, and, yeah, we're excited about our parks. Hey, not to belabor the point about the golf course, but after 25 years, isn't it time to redo the golf course? And I've mentioned this before to you. I'll help on that. I'll help raise money on that. I'll, you just give me the green light. I, I'll get with people, movers and shakers, and raise money to reinvest, not just maintain, but reinvest in the golf course. It's been about 25 years. Sinkage and, and just... uh Things of that nature, uh, it probably needs a, a redo. Yeah, that's that's a great. First of all, I'm thinking back that when we re, when we redid the course, I can't believe and you're probably right. 25 years ago, how fast time's flying by. Yep. Uh, but any any facility needs upgrades, so we're constantly trying to upgrade there. Um, but um, there's been talk of some golf tournaments you know, by different groups to raise money to to work on the sand traps or work on the greens. or So, yeah, we constantly need to work on that, and I, I'm going to take you up on your challenge to come help us make some of those things happen. No, I mean, I was walking the park yesterday. I was like, boy, they could use some sand in the sand traps. I was telling my buddy yeah. it's probably tens of thousand dollars, then it's another ten grand to put the sand in those traps. So uh, just something simple like that could be a thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 investment just to – Get the sand traps back to where they're supposed to be. I walked Sorry, on a few greens yesterday. They looked really good. But, uh, you know, it's a public park. That's where you could bring in, like, a Jack Nicholas who would do it for free, possibly, and, yeah. you know, redesign and that type of thing. Hey, Ron, can you hang on one more segment? Uh, one more segment. I can't, it's hard to hang up with you. Awesome. Well, I promise I'll let you go right before five o'clock. Ron Foreman's with us from the Audubon Institute. So much more to discuss, like the new insectarium and the, the, uh, uh, the nature center, the wilderness park. It's endangered species. It's almost unlimited. Yeah. And the aquarium and insectarium going in the same place. Excited about that. Ron Foreman's with us, New Orleans. Corey Johnson with you till 6. Rouse's Markets means convenience. Every one of our 65 locations opens at 7 a.m., some at 6.30. And they're open until 10 p.m., with some staying open till 11 or even midnight. Convenience. Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. If you love Katie's Restaurant in Mid-City, you're going to love Bienvenue in Harahan. 
The same folks bringing a little of that New Orleans flavor to Hickory Avenue. If you love Katie's, come to Bienvenue on Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Have a painting project but can't decide on the perfect color? At Helm Paint and Decorating, we offer half-pint paint samples in any Benjamin Moore color for under $5. So you can test potential paint colors before investing in a full gallon. Helm Paint and Benjamin Moore, let us steer you in the right direction. The Port of New Orleans is the gateway to global commerce, the economic engine that moves Louisiana and our country forward. For more than 125 years, Port Nola has continued to deliver the goods we use each and every day by river rail and by road no matter what it all happens right here delivering louisiana's future at the port of new orleans your working river learn more about your port of new orleans visit portnola.com it's time to relax the woodhouse day spa metro new orleans premier day spa experience now with five area locations for a day of relaxation or maybe just a quick one-hour getaway the metro area's premier day spa experience is at the woodhouse day spa and now five area locations new orleans Metairie, slidell baton rouge and our newest location in mandeville the woodhouse day spa woodhousespas.com Fausto's Italian Bistro and Vets has daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, and their entire lunch menu is available too. Open 11 a.m. through 2.30 p.m. For the finest in Sicilian and Italian cuisine, Fausto's Italian Bistro on Vets. Being a part of people's lives from an engagement ring to a wedding band. Before you know it, the wedding day is here and groom and bride are exchanging gifts on that day. And not too long after that, there's baby gifts to have. And I just enjoy being part of other people's family saying, Mr. Friend did my engagement ring and he did my mom and dad's engagement ring. My name is Ken Friend of Friend and Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Dave Miet Insurance Agency. Auto Home Flood Business. 504-556-0809. Dave Miet. INSAgency.com. Which Metro New Orleans area restaurant made CNN's Top 50 in America and Thrilllist.com's Top 25 and has served presidents at the White House? For over 40 years, Treyen in Mandeville. Greater New Orleans, a destination for learning. With 13 colleges and universities and a booming job market, Greater New Orleans is the ultimate destination for your higher education. Your path to the future begins in Greater New Orleans. Find out more at studynola.com. Ford F-150, number one seller in America. What about in the USA? Uh, let's see, what about in the world? Who sells more trucks than Ford? Nobody. It's because the Lamar team is the real team. All that makes it happen is one goal. Everybody having a great experience at Lamar Ford. We became number one for a reason, because we're good. And we need to prove it every day, every deal, all the time. For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrum family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrum company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrum.com. That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M.com.
Ron Foreman's with us with the Audubon Institute. What is the timetable, Ron, for cutting the ribbon on the redone aquarium slash insectarium all in one building with uh, an expansion and new, uh, you know, gateway, entranceway, all that type of stuff? When's that opening? It's going to open literally in the next couple of months. It's going to open in the month of June. Um, and so we're excited. The aquarium, it's hard to believe, was built, um, what, 33 years ago? Wow. Uh, we the aquarium, and um, it's 33 years old, and it was time for a major upgrade. Again, as we talked about, with COVID and bringing tourists back and bringing families back to our city, um, we needed to upgrade that facility and make major additions. We moved the Butterfly Institutarium out of the Customs House it moved it in the IMAX theater side of the aquarium, and the project is incredible. We used local architects, but we also used national architects that did exhibitry for the Smithsonian and do facilities all over the world. And, again, once again, the quality of what's being built there is going to be something the city's never seen before. So, yeah, it's, it's a couple more months, and heavy construction going on right now, and, and we're going to make it happen. Well, I love it. And it's so true. It's like... Smithsonian level quality. It's like when you enter the zoo. It's like a Disney World type quality. It's 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 first class. There's no doubt. The Customs House abandoning that space or redoing it in the future for something else ought to have been related. You know, great history there. That obviously the Customs House been there a long time. One of our oldest, most historical buildings. Yep. Uh, and and because of tourists wrapped all around it. Um, most of the federal officers moved out of the Customs House uh, prior to Katrina. So the building was pretty much empty, working with Senator Bennett Johnston uh, and leadership in those days back in Washington. Uh, they were looking for use of the building. We said, well, let's, let's put museums in the Customs House building and make it look like a Smithsonian-type historical building filled with cultural attractions. The first one was the Butterfly Insectarium. But then the hurricane hit, and after the hurricane, Katrina, they put federal uh, officers back in. So we missed the window of opportunity when it was available. And now they do a great job with federal officers. They do great restoration of that building. Um, and so it, it serves the public well. And uh, we had a window of opportunity, but it passed. Hey, the, uh, the Wilderness Park, the Endangered Species on the North Shore, those are facilities like a lot of folks don't think about that maybe they should. Yeah, well, th- that facility is so important. It's about over a thousand acres of land. We don't have that land in, in the zoo or, and the, the conservation of endangered animals. You know, for our families and future families, if we wipe out, you know, tigers or we wipe out mountain gorillas or we wipe out rhinoceroses, they become extinct in our lifetime. That's an indictment against our time on Earth that instead of doing a good job protecting the, the wildlife and the natural environment, we destroyed so much of it that um, we made it extinct. It'd be another period of time of extinction. So that facility allows us to do breeding of wildlife, assisted reproduction of wildlife, um, conservation programs, research and care of our animals. And um, it's a beautiful facility. And, Hopefully one day we will open that to the public, uh, but that's a little bit in the future. And um, you know, but right now it serves a great support facilities. We were in partnership with the San Diego Zoo, the first of its type. Uh, two facilities, Audubon and San Diego, working together 
in a conservation program out there, and um, um, it's done wonderful things. And, and you know, we produce more grouping cranes, the most rare bird species, and re- release them back to the wild. Mississippi sandhill cranes, uh, antelope of certain species, bungos and okapis, and so a lot of great work being done there. And uh, we're continuing to improve that facility also. Hey, Ron, 10 entities make up the Autumn Institute. You you mentioned your time could be winding down in the next few years. Is there a dream list that of, of new things that uh, you'd like to see and that you may or may not be around for the, uh, you know, shovel in the dirt for those things? Any, any new things that are, uh, you know, on kind of a future dream list of yours? Yeah, first, first of all, um, we always are – dreaming about how can we make New Orleans better um, and putting a vision out there. And then what we do with the vision, we go test the vision. Then once we get a green light, we have to go raise the money for the vision. Then we have to design it. Then we got to build it. Then we got to operate it. So there's a lot more coming at Audubon. And fortunately, um, our board of directors uh, are going to do a nationwide search when the right time comes and find the very best person to run it after I retire. And, um, the dream will continue. The, the goal is is not to go backwards, is to continue to go forward. Um, and um, the love of our city calls for that to happen, and we should expect that in everything we do. Let's do it first class. Can you give us a hint on anything that might be coming? Uh, just a little hint that uh, it's early, but we talked about the Species Survival Center. It'd be wonderful if we get more of our kids out there that can learn how endangered species are being saved and um, how they'd be reintroduced to Africa and Asia. And uh, we are looking at programs dealing with the wetland restoration, um, the barataria restoration. And we're working on programs that hopefully will minimize the loss of dolphin and sea life of, of our Gulf of Mexico when we do this diversion project and how research will tell us a better way to maintain those animals and protect those animals. Um, we're doing a lot of work with certain species of animals trying to reintroduce them back to Africa. Um, so, yeah, but there's a lot of visions out there. But the one thing, Corey, you know, uh, based on everything we've done, like never done in the country before, is that we're always are visioning, dreaming, working with the community to try to make things better for our, our kids and our, and our wildlife. You've done that over 50 years, Ron. Your vision, your foresight, just first-class attitude. There'll be a Ron Foreman way coming uh, somewhere at an Audubon entity soon, a street or something named after you. Ron Foreman, a pleasure. Let's do it again soon. Thanks so much. Always enjoy talking to you. Take care. That's Ron Foreman joining us from the Audubon Institute. It really is world-class, first-class, incredible facilities. Like I said, I was at the zoo yesterday. Just, uh, I mean, the uh, park, Audubon Park, just tough to beat. Five o'clock powwow on X. Don't move. You're on the neutral ground with Corey Johnson on TV on Cox Channel 4 and Spectrum Channel 333. Also on YouTube, on radio at Nolatalk 93.9 FM, WSLA New Orleans. Hi, it's Ken Friend from Friend & Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Come see us over on Maple Street in Uptown. Friend & Company Fine Jewelers Breitling Time, 5 p.m. Ford F-150, number one seller in America. What about in the USA? Uh, let's see, what about in the world? Who sells more trucks than Ford? Nobody. It's because the Lamar team is the real team. 
All that makes it happen is one goal. Everybody having a great experience at Lamar Ford. We became number one for a reason, because we're good. And we need to prove it every day, every deal, all the time. Young's Dry Cleaning, with two walk-up locations with personal service. Young's on Claiborne and Young's on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Young's Dry Cleaning. Call 288-8381 or online at youngsdrycleaning.com. From the owners of Katie's in Mid-City and Bienvenue in Harahan, an old-school deli with over a dozen specialty sandwiches. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview between Canal Boulevard and West End. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria. For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrum family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrum company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrum.com. That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M.com. The Port of New Orleans is the gateway to global commerce, the economic engine that moves Louisiana and our country forward. For more than 125 years, Port Nola has continued to deliver the goods we use each and every day, by river, rail, and by road. No matter what, it all happens right here, delivering Louisiana's future at the Port of New Orleans, your working river. Learn more about your Port of New Orleans. Visit portnola.com. Hi, this is Joey Helm. My dad, Bunky Helm, had a vision. A vision of a locally family-owned store serving the residential and commercial paint needs of New Orleans. I think Dad would be proud of today's Helm Paint and Decorating, and here's why. We have the best technical staff in the business, providing the best color matching service in Southeast Louisiana. Perfect matching for any color and any brand. And we'll save your color so you don't have to save those old cans. Helm Paint offers free two-hour delivery. Our in-store decorators will assist you on deciding what color and type of paint to best showcase your home. But most importantly, as your local independent Benjamin Moore dealer, our products provide the greatest value in the paint industry, superior coverage, and Benjamin Moore paint simply covers better and lasts longer. New Orleans is a city of vibrant color, and no one else provides the paints of New Orleans like Helm Paint and Decorating. Visit any of our six locations or online at HelmPaint.com. Greater New Orleans, a destination for learning. With 13 colleges and universities and a booming job market, Greater New Orleans is the ultimate destination for your higher education. Your path to the future begins in Greater New Orleans. Find out more at studynola.com. Here's New Orleans native son, Corey Johnson. New Orleans City Councilman Freddie King joins us. Corey, I want to uh, first say thanks for having me. And believe it or not, man, I used to listen to your show all the time uh, driving home. So uh, it's an honor to be to be on. Freddie, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I, it, it's an honor to have you on the program. Thanks. The official afternoon talk show of the city of New Orleans. It's Corey Johnson on the neutral ground where New Orleans is heard.
being a part of people's lives from an engagement ring to a wedding band. Before you know it, the wedding day is here and groom and bride are exchanging gifts on that day. And not too long after that, there's baby gifts to have. And I just enjoy being part of other people's family saying, Mr. Friend did my engagement ring and he did my mom and dad's engagement ring. My name is Ken Friend of Friend and Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Rouse's New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's has the only full-service grocery stores both in the French Quarter on Royal Street and in the CBD on Barone in the old Sewell Cadillac building. The Rouse's on the River, Chapatulis at Napoleon, is in a century-old warehouse. And uptown on Ferret at the corner of Valence is Rouse's all-new boutique store. With seven locations in Orleans Parish, Rouse's is New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's Markets. Taste like home. Pow, zap, boom. We were supposed to have the neutral ground with me, Corey Johnson, but instead I got a memo from corporate. The next hour, we're going back in time 50 plus years. Two 30-minute Batman shows back-to-back, reruns of Batman. The neutral ground has been canceled. The 5 o'clock power hour canceled this afternoon. What the hell? What the hell? Uh, the Joker is pretty, pretty good character. Speaking of the Joker, I was joking. That's Drew Brees with a great introduction. This is, in fact, New Orleans. Corey Johnson back at you. Five o'clock power hour coming your way. The five o'clock power hour this afternoon brought to you by Rouse's Markets. It's crawfish season. Tough to beat Rouse's. You want to do it yourself? Boil the crawfish at home tonight? Live crawfish by the sack at your neighborhood Rouse's Market. Any Rouse's, they've got crawfish right now live by the sack for you to bring home and have a fantastic crawfish boil. Or if you don't want to bother with that, you just want to eat some hot from the pot, fresh crawfish. I'm talking boiled minutes ago. They do it all day long at each and every Rouse's location. Yeah, hot from the pot crawfish. And this is Rouse's, South Louisiana, New Orleans grocery store. They know what they're doing when it comes to crawfish. You won't be disappointed. Fantastic crawfish hot from the pot at your neighborhood Rouse's. Over 60 years, over 60 locations. Best quality, best price, best selection. It truly does taste like home. Rouse's markets. It's crawfish season. Live from the sack. Hot from the pot, however you like them. Rouse's Markets has you covered during crawfish season. Five o'clock powwow brought to you by Rouse's Market. The recall effort to recall Mayor LaToya, the destroyer Cantrell, fails miserably. Fails miserably. 67,000 plus signatures collected, but nearly 40,000 of the 67,000 collected are invalid, disqualified. Only 27,000 plus, or about 18,000 short of that 45,000 number, or about 23,000 short of the nearly 50,000 signature number needed to trigger a recall election. This was only halfway home. There would be an election where you go to the booth and either vote to keep or vote to oust Cantrell, 
Junket Cantrell. So not even close. 67,000 signatures collected. 27,000 count. 39,000 plus don't. More disqualified than qualified signatures. Over a million dollars spent on this failed effort. Kind of a sad day. We'll shift gears. I almost fell out of my chair last night on social media when I saw that Representative Joe Marino was suggesting has a bill, a potential legislative pay raise. I said, why do the folks at the Yugo plant deserve a pay raise? They build a horrible car. And then I I, I guess I put on my phone Moreno instead of Marino and then said, uh, well, it doesn't matter. This guy doesn't deserve to have his name spelled right. And then, you know, there are 39 senators, 105 House reps. I don't know them all, and I didn't know Joe Marino. I did a little research on Joe. I spoke with him earlier today. He joins us live on the program. And right out the gate, Joe, i got to apologize for that little quip on social media. Uh, your record seems really, really good. You're an independent like me, which is kind of a precarious position in polarizing political Louisiana. And I think you're a guy with morals, ethics, and integrity that tries to do the right thing. You're not, you know, one of these, I say, typical kind of hack politicians up in Baton Rouge. So right out the gate, apologize for the little quip. Well, if if I uh, took offense or stopped uh, being a legislator every time somebody wrote something negative about me on social media, I think I would have uh, quit a long time ago. So. And that, that's uh, that, uh, unfortunately, that's just part of the job with uh, with social media these days. Um, people really do feel that they have a full and unrestricted license to say really anything that they want to you um, because you're uh, you're an elected official and you signed up for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I say social um, media is like a kazoo. Anyone can play, you know, leave it to the professionals with the opinions. And I think that would be me. But uh I thought I cooked my own goose. We were talking on the phone, and uh, I was trying to line you up and said, yeah, I had posted something on social media, and you looked it up while we were on the phone. I was like, yeah. this guy may say, no, I'm not coming on your program, and you yeah, didn't miss a beat. You had no problem with it. Yeah, I think it's still up there, too, right now as we speak, as a matter of fact, if people <laughs> want to go back and read what you wrote. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I might have to tweet it, an apology right. after it more than deleting uh, it. Well, you know, it's – look um, – I'm I'm just uh, glad that we have another opportunity to to uh, get some more information out to the public about you know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, uh, what the intent is and in the in the, the you know the behind the scenes part because you know right away you know it, it's an unfortunate situation to be in uh, when when as a legislator the only person who can control your salary is a legislator so the only way that you can change your salary is for legislators to vote to uh, raise their own salary. And, you know, and that's not a very enviable uh, place to be in, in, when you're in an elected position. You know, I get a lot of, you know, I've gotten a lot, I've got already gotten a lot of calls from different legislators to say 100% agree that this is something we need to address, 100% agree that this is something we need to do. But to be honest with you, I don't know if I can support it because it's an election year. <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, but I mean, that's, you know, that's no different than a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that, that, um, a lot of votes that are taken, um, I, I will hear things like that from some of my fellow representatives or senators that, you know, 
I do agree with you, Bill, but I just can't vote for it. Yep. I just can't vote for it. My, my constituents wouldn't understand. I'd get killed. I wouldn't get reelected. But, um, you know, it's time. And, and, and this is not the first time we've even addressed this. You know, so most people, what I like to do for fun at, at the grocery store is I'll say, hey, let me ask you a question. Um, how much money do you think your state representative uh, or your state senator make? Their, their annual salary, you know, just, just throw it out there. Just tell me what you think. And the majority of the people that answer that question start off with like 85,000, a hundred thousand, 125,000. And then I tell them, no, no, actually it's the same salary that was set in 1980. It's $16,800. And, and, and it's like, they don't believe me. They don't believe me when I tell them. Yeah, it's it's sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars. Uh, and then I also go on to say, and you know what else we don't have that we used to have that they cut out? Any type of retirement benefits. Um, so, in order to be a state representative, you have to be willing to commit anywhere from, you know, actual in session time, three months, four months, depending on the year. Um, more realistically, you know, a month or two before session, you're really actively engaged in, in the legislature and, and the bills and committees and research and meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings. And, you know, it's it's roughly at least six months out of the year that I'm not doing my own job, which is I'm attorney and practicing law. I'm not doing that job. I'm doing the my elected job. And, um, you know, and then I get well, you signed up for it. You know, you, you knew what the salary was before you did it. And I said, that's, you know, <laughs> well, I was asked to do this job. This wasn't my purpose in life, but <laughs> I was asked to step in and, you know, and, and, and uh, fill, a, fill a, a void for my city, uh, Gretna, and I did. And I've been doing it for seven years. But, um, you know, the more I look into it, the more I talk to people, this is, you know, I, I, for the future going forward, I want to be able to have, you know, uh, a bigger pool of people that are that are eligible to, to be to serve and, and, and not make it cost prohibitive for an average person who wants to serve who has a job that they can't say, look, I'm going to take somewhere between three to six months off. I can't tell you exactly when it is. And I might only have a week's notice before I have to be gone. You know, who, who has these jobs? You know, who, who can be a, a state representative with that type of situation? So that's kind of the behind-the-scenes part. And, you know, I mean, I, I guess I just, you know, you can ask me questions as we go forward, and I can give you a lot more. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. i, I got to take a 5-16 break in about 30 seconds. That brake train comes down the tracks, Joe. There's no way to avoid it. So we'll take mm-hmm. a break. We'll come right back. It is a part-time gig. It's supposed to be about sacrificing for the community, civic-minded. It's not a full-time job. It's not a John Alario 45 years of, of you know, uh, I don't even want to say public service with John Alario. Um, so I'd throw those points out. And how does Texas do it for $7,200 a year? Think about that. We'll knock out this quick break. More with Representative Joe Marino when we return New Orleans.
The Woodhouse Day Spa, with five area locations, New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and now Mandeville. A day of relaxation is just moments away at the Woodhouse Day Spa. WoodhouseSpas.com Trey Yen in Mandeville, a New Orleans tradition for over 40 years, serving the finest Louisiana-inspired Chinese cuisine. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Trey Yen. For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrim family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrim company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrim.com. That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M.com. Greater New Orleans, a destination for learning. With 13 colleges and universities and a booming job market, Greater New Orleans is the ultimate destination for your higher education. Your path to the future begins in Greater New Orleans. Find out more at studynola.com. For us, it's really relationships, and if you care about the relationship, you're going to do the right thing for the customer all the time. When we're in design process of a custom-made piece, I have a test that says, if I wouldn't give this to my wife, I think we should pass and start over. If it's not perfect, it's going back to the shop. We're going to start all the way over. My name is Ken Friend of Friend & Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Fausto's Italian Bistro and Vets has daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, and their entire lunch menu is available too. Open 11 a.m. through 2.30 p.m. For the finest in Sicilian and Italian cuisine, Fausto's Italian Bistro on Vets. Rouse's Market is hiring. With 65 stores, fuller part-time employment, and flexible scheduling, Rouse's has a job for you. Or maybe even a career. Apply at any Rouse's store or online at rouse's.com. Custom window treatments can enhance the look and value of your home. At Helm Paint and Decorating, we're proud to offer custom plantation-style window shutters by Scandia. Perfect for any window, including large frames, French doors, sliding doors, and arches. American-made SL300 shutters are available in many colors to match your personal decor. We'll come out to measure, and you'll receive fast delivery. Plus, they're virtually maintenance-free. Helm Paint and Benjamin Moore, let us steer you in the right direction. Helm Paint and Supply. Young's Dry Cleaning, with two walk-up locations with personal service. Young's on Claiborne and Young's on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Young's Dry Cleaning. Call 288-8381 or online at youngsdrycleaning.com. There's a Middle Eastern restaurant that's less than five minutes from where Causeway and River Road meet. Lebanon's Cafe. Convenient to Old Metairie and Old Jefferson. Carrollton at Jeanette on the streetcar line. Lebanon's Cafe. When USA Today ranked the 10 best must-visit New Orleans restaurants for travelers, Mid-City's own Katie's made the list. 
USA Today says Scott Craig is chef-owner at Katie's, a much-loved Creole-Italian eatery that draws armies of regulars for lunch, brunch, and dinner. A neighborhood spot where locals congregate and New Orleans-style hospitality rules. Indeed it does. Katie's in Mid-City. West Bank Representative Joe Marino joins us on the program this afternoon. Joe, I mentioned it's a part-time job, civic-minded, sacrificing for the community. Uh, you go into it knowing you're going to lose family time, make less money at your real job. Uh, and that's sort of, I think, why it's supposed to be like a term-limited type thing by design, not a John Alario. 45 years of a blank resume. Yeah, he's my poster boy to pick on, by the way, Joe, as you can tell. How does Texas do it for 7200 bucks a year, a session? And I think they only meet every other year, too, and they seem to be kicking our rear end. You can jump on any and all of that if you'd like. Well, first of all, um, I, I worked and served with John Alario, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for John Alario, and you and I are going to just completely have a different opinion of, of him. And oh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But I want to talk about the pay part. Okay. So we, um, I, you know, you mentioned that to me this morning, and that was also in your tweet about the 7,200 for Texas, and Texas only meets every other year. So they're not taking as much time away from these legislators if it, for an entire year they're they're not meeting at all. Um, but I did a little research on that after I talked to you, and I found an article from the Texas Tribune that they published in looks like 2012, and it says the article is entitled Life of a Texas Lawmaker, Lousy Pay, Great Benefits. So apparently what they're doing in Texas, and I have to see if that's been changed, but Texas gives you $7,200 a year, but they have this huge pension that, that you can immediately get into. And the pension is not based upon your measly $600 a month salary, the pension is based upon a judge's, a state judge's salary that's uh, $125,000 a year. So this article goes on to say that after you've served for eight years in the Texas legislature, you get a lifetime pension of $24,000. If you serve 12 years, you get a lifetime pension of over $34,000. And the best part is with the with the eight and 12 years of service, you can start collecting the pension at 60 if you've been there eight years or at 50 if you've been there 12. So you serve 12 years, you hit the age of 50, you're going to get $35,000 a year for the rest of your life um, in Texas. So that's a big change that, you know, Louisiana, the retirement for a Louisiana state rep or a Louisiana uh, senator right now is zero. So I'm taking away time and earning potential from me and my job, and I'm not getting anything back on the end, depending on whether I serve 8 or 12. And another thing, if you look at the numbers, because I asked the the House legislative staff to to pull some numbers for me, we almost don't need turnovers uh, at term limits anymore because of the amount of people that drop out, that, that start that take this job, that have the same, you know, wants and hopes to, to get in there and make a difference and make a change, and then they figure out they can't afford it. 
that, that, that doesn't work. It's, it's too much. It's too far. It's, it's, it's not, it's not going to work. Um, we, you know, in the, in the 2008 to 12 session, I mean, that, that term, 19 people resigned. Uh, this is during session. 2012 to 16, 10 resigned. Uh, the following year, which was the term, the first term I came in, 23 people resigned. And then this session that we just started, we've already lost 11 people resigned. And some really good, bright, smart people that I would love to still be in the legislature working on policy and decisions for the state, um, like Senator Rick Ward, you know, um, Stephen Dwight. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've got, I've got, I've got all the names of all the people that used to be here and they're gone. And, and I would say that if you talk to a lot of them, you know, the money may not be the only reason, but it's a big deal, you know, because, like I was telling you earlier when I called, you know, I mean, I, you know, you, you also really probably don't realize just the amount of commitment that's involved, uh, in, in time away from your family, you know, cause even when I'm not in session, I've got meetings, I've got groups that want to meet with me. I've got dinners that you know, different organizations want me to come to. They, uh, constituents want to meet with you. Um, it, you know, my, my email box never stops and, you know, I, I like the job. Don't get me wrong. I like being a state representative, but it's a horrible paying job. And that my fear, you know, like we, like I told you before, this, this pay raise will not benefit me personally at all. Because when I finish this year in the legislature, I'm not running again for a third term. And this would take effect next next term. So I, I'm looking forward to I want to be able to get good people and, and, and a diverse group of people even eligible to take the job uh, because I think that would be good for the state. And then once they come, I want them to be able to stay. And, um, you know, you can they can call it part time all they want. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, when I spend six months six solid months in Baton Rouge, like I've done yep. over a year. And, and that's not, like I said, that's not including anything I do when we're not in session. It's, you know, I don't keep track of the hours. I don't, because I don't want to know. I really don't want to know what that number is um, because I'm pretty sure that dividing it out with the six, the 16, eight salary from 1980 Yep. I'm making dollars on the hour. Oh, no. I mean, your wife, your kids, and your law practice knows. Uh, uh, real quick, I pride myself on not just commenting on stuff, you know, pulling it out of my rear end. Uh, I was an intern in college with high school kids, uh, you know, making 35 bucks a day at the Senate. Uh, then the next year, I was a sergeant at arms. The third year, I was an assistant senator's aide. So I, I kind of know what's going on up there. And I could easily say the opposite, and I'm not trying to get into disparaging uh, senators and House reps, but it's like a fraternity, too, during the session. It's like they get away from the wife. They hook up with lobbyists. They can't wait for the free Roos Chris meal. There are lots of perks that a lot of your, you know, I don't want to say peers because I think you're an honorable mm -hmm. guy, Joe, but a lot of the characters you work with 
They're in it because of ego. They're in it like John Alario, decades and decades. One son's a riverboat pilot. The other was on four different state commissions. One time he used state commission money to pay a gambling debt. Heitmeyer's got, there are 140 riverboat pilots. There are six Heitmeyer's that are riverboat pilots. So uh, these legislators uh, enrich themselves. So the 16,800 is kind of irrelevant. For you, it may not be. But uh, for a lot of them, it is. And, and, and maybe you guys are there too much. Texas has been kicking our rear end for 40-plus years. And uh, maybe we meet too much in the legislature. Maybe we talk too much and come up with too many silly bills that aren't moving Louisiana forward. I mean, proof's in the pudding. I said like a Hugo plant. That, that's the Louisiana legislature. You know, we're like a Hugo plant. We build a faulty car. And uh, the legislators want a pay raise. It's kind of hard to justify in my mind. If Louisiana was moving forward, like Georgia or Florida or Texas, I don't think anyone would complain at all if the legislator needs needed a pay raise. But Louisiana's well, broken. You know, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg thing as well, though, you know, because if you're really underpaying somebody and you really want them to take a pay cut, a serious pay cut, and, a time, and, and also a, a, a time and you know, cut away from their family and their personal life. Uh, how, how many people are applying to do this? How many people, w- w- you know, can and are willing to do that? And, and, and how many people are we excluding that would be really good policymakers that really could bring something to the table that they can't, they can't afford this job? You know, I mean, and, and, and the rest of it, too, if, you just, if we just keep going forward, because, like I said, in 1980, they set this salary. And in 1980, for comparison, I made a chart, you know, and to say, you know, what was, what was the dollar worth in 1980? Uh, and, you know, what, in today's dollars, what is 16.8? You know, because that's very easy to figure out. You go to the Bureau of Labor, uh, you know, website. They have the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. And you can put in the salary, and it'll tell you what it is in today's dollars. And so just with cost of living increases you get to 64,600 that's what 168 was back in 1980 so they didn't intend to to have people donating their time and doing it for for the good of the, you know for public sacrifice then if you were making 60 the equivalent of $65,000 um you know the governor back in 1980 was only paid 52,000 today you know in well, my numbers that i have for you now these are 2020 they're, they're probably higher but 2020 the governor is making 130,000 you know your statewide elected officials um they were at a salary of 375 back then now they're making 115 you know uh, i can keep going you know the sheriff 44,000 back in 1980 Theirs is the biggest jump, okay? Theirs is almost like a straight line up. $194,000 is the current, is the 2020 salary. So I, I've got this bar graph to show district judges, you know, 55000 to to one fifty three over the same time period. But if you just look, you know, the, the legislature, which set no cost of living increase, no, didn't tie their salary to anything, just left it alone. It's flatlined straight across. So... The value or, or the amount of dollars that you have has just steadily gone down, down, down. It, it's down, funny, down, though, down. because you guys approved all those pay raises, but 
scared to do it for yourselves because of uh, an election. That's, um, that's what I what's, hear. what's the real? What's the real dollar? Because it's not sixteen eight. There's mileage. There's per diems. There's you know indirect well, money from lobbyists, which isn't claimed, which we have no idea. But on your taxes, isn't it more in between like thirty five and fifty thousand? You're claiming it would be. It, it depends on how many times we went back into special session. You know how many extra sessions, second extra, third extras that we have. You know we we make a per diem, and the per diem covers your lodging and your food. Okay, so if you live in Shreveport or if you live in Monroe, I don't even know how they ever talk anyone into being a legislator from those areas because they're driving four hours each way every single week. And you have to pay, give them per diem for lodging because they're obviously not driving back home each night. and They're not going to sleep in their car. No, but they stay Um, at the Pentagon. If you have an apartment in the Pentagon, it costs less, but there, but that's an annual contract you have to sign, not a, not a, like the hotel. Like when we, when I first started, I, I stayed in, in the Watermark Hotel and they have a government rate, which is a hundred dollars a night. So your per diem is 165, 100 of it is, is immediately gone for, for the hotel that you have to, that you have to buy, you know, and then mileage, you know, again, you get in, reimbursed for mileage but i'm also wearing my car out and i'm changing the tires on my car <laughs> because i'm driving back and forth i've got you know a relatively new car that has eighty thousand miles on it you know so i mean and we're taxed on the per diem which is my favorite that's my favorite one of all this is to reimburse you for lodging and food but we're taxing you on it as income i'm like okay you know so the real number is if i didn't have this job, I wouldn't be in Baton Rouge. I wouldn't need to rent an apartment. I wouldn't need to pay for my own meals here because I'd be home. You know, so it's it's not a windfall in any way. No, I know, but it's not sixteen eight. It's probably forty, fifty thousand. Salary is sixteen eight, right. and that's the part that I'm saying that we really need to take a hard look at and stop being afraid uh, of the idea that you may not be reelected. If you just bring it up to a salary that could include people that, and, and open this up to, to you know, how, how would somebody, it's like I like to tell people, you know, what, tell me the job that you can have if you're not self-employed or independently wealthy or retired, that you can honestly say, look, I'm, I'm going to be gone, like I said, three, four, or five months out of the year, and I'm not even sure, only part of it I can tell you when it's definite. But then even when I'm not in session, again, I'm a chairman of, of the Criminal Justice Committee. I have meetings during the year that I have to attend in Baton Rouge. I schedule meetings in Baton Rouge. I'm going, you know, I mean, there's, if you're actually working and trying to educate yourself and research and, and do, you know, dive into some of these more complicated issues, you know, it's not a part-time job. And, you know, that's, <laughs> that's that's the bottom line. So people start the job and they think they can balance it, and they go, "Whoa, I, I don't think I can do this." And and then they get a, a better job offer, which is almost any other job, and then they leave and they go into consulting or lobbying, and then that's where the money is, or or they just go into the private sector or back to where they were, and we've lost them, and we've lost them as legislators. And 
you know, since I started telling people I'm not going to come back for a third term, I've got nothing but people now calling me, telling me, oh, no, 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 we really need you. We really need you. And I'm like, okay, you know, thank you. I appreciate the nice words and all, but, you know, I, my, my family needs me too. Yep. And that, that, you know, that's, that, that's, that trumps right now. They, you know, that, that wins. Well, we talked about it. It's probably not going to happen anyway because these, uh, especially the lifetimers, are too scared to vote for it because they feel they won't get reelected. Uh, coupled with the fact that they pull all kind of gimmicks on the side, money from lobbyists, from citizens, perks that aren't, you know, even mentioned in their taxes. How about a compromise, Joe? What what what, what money from lobbyists am, am, am I receiving as a as Oh, a no, you probably none. But uh, I remember when Walker Hines was elected to the house about 20 years ago one of the first things he mentioned and i'm about to mention it to you as a compromise this no cup of coffee law i think south carolina florida a few other states have it where no elected official in any position can take anything of value from a lobbyist or a citizen and right now it's i think in the beginning jindal had it at like 50 bucks and then it went up to like 65 and it's per thing like I, I can take you to Roost Chris. I can spend 65 bucks. We can then end the meal and go to the quote bar and I can spend 65 bucks. We can cross the street and go to another place. 65 bucks. So, I mean, this is obviously abused, uh, with a lot of folks. I mentioned Alario and one son's a riverboat pilot. I mentioned Heitmeyer brothers and six Heitmeyers out of 140 riverboat pilots. Six of them are Heitmeyers. Uh, there's a lot of folks taking advantage of money, not you, but a lot of folks taking advantage of money from lobbyists. They live on it. it. One of the reasons the pay raise to sheriffs, judges, and other elected officials by you guys is so when it's election time, those judges, sheriffs will go to bat for you and help you get reelected and raise money for not you, but legislators' campaigns. There's, it's not, oh boy, these judges really need more money. Let me do the right thing. It's, I'll get this guy to work for me. I'll own this judge. I'll own this sheriff. They're, this is Louisiana, broken politics. So how about a compromise? I'll, I'll be all for the pay raise, which at 60000 would put you guys in the top 10 in the country uh, in salary in states. You'd be in the top 20%. Implement a no cup of coffee law where... Nothing of value can be taken by elected officials in the state from any citizen or lobbyist. There's, it, it, the the, the legislation is not going to pass because of the election thing, but the no cup of coffee law, Walker Hines was laughed off the podium. They had legislators at the House going up there going, I wouldn't meet with a constituent or a lobbyist unless they were paying for my lunch. I mean, it was mind-blowing. Like, these guys are accomplished and our state's just doing so well, so... I think that would be a fair compromise where the no cup of coffee law is implemented and then you guys get what you're calling a realistic salary for the for the job you're doing. Doesn't that seem fair? It, it, it does seem fair, but I can I, I can tell you that, you know, n- nobody buying me lunch or nobody buying me dinner is going to change my vote. And in fact, uh, I don't even you know, I, I'm pretty well known up in the Capitol for not not ever really. Uh, being for people ever being really able to be sure about how I'm going to vote until I've read it and listened to the, the discuss, you know, to the argument. I mean, Joe, you're and a I registered independent. I don't, 
you're a registered independent and you're not running again. You're you're the exception to the rule in Baton Rouge. You're you're well, an honest was, guy not, with integrity and ethics. Again. You know, you're different. When I was running again, you know, like you, you know, you can take me to lunch and tell me what your issue is, and I'll sit down and I'll listen to it, and then you can pay for the meal, and then later, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just as likely to vote for it as against it. Is it depends on whether I think I like it or not. And you know, and I don't apologize for because you bought me lunch. I didn't vote the way you wanted me to. I'm, you know, I mean, you, you you're making it easier for me to have a, a meal and listen to you at the same time. But I mean, it's it's I, I really I'm not seeing it like you know every Be, because dollar you're the exception of the, the rule, Joe. You is reported. You know, di- lobbyists pays for your dinner. They report it. Everything is reported. It's all there. You can look at it. Yeah, yeah, but there's a way to go around that. The ethics board has not even barked, much less bite. And and I think one thing that you miss is you think everybody's like you up in Baton Rouge. You're the exception of the rule. You're a lawyer who has authored legislation that I guarantee you lawyers in your firm are going, Joe, what are you doing? You're taking money out of our own pocket because integrity and doing the right thing overrode you making money for your firm and you could have just ignored that legislation and you not only voted for it, you authored some of it. So I, I can't stress it enough. The little bit of research I've done on you, you, you're, you are a guy of ethics, integrity and morals. You're a registered independent, which doesn't jive well with these Democrats that don't want to work with Republicans and Republicans that don't want to work with Democrats. You're the exception of the rule. I, I don't think you can think no. about it through your personal lens, how you act, because you're the exception. Yeah. That that's a well, fact. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Don't, don't you worry. Let no, me I, say neither that, am but, I. But, but this, you're this, different. That that it it has to be a competitive enough salary to get the right people interested in doing it. To get the right people interested in saying, I'm going to make this sacrifice in time, and and family and work and my career, and I'm going to put that on hold, and I'm going to go do this. It has to be enough money to do that, because if you're consistently paying less and less and less, you're almost inviting something to be going on that shouldn't be going on. You're almost inviting people to try to figure out a way, well, how is this going to enrich me, because the pay isn't, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, again, it's kind of like going, it's chicken and the egg, you know, it's like, well, you know, but but I, you know, I, I just think that I, you know, ask your listeners or, or or do what I do. You know, next time you're in the grocery store, say what does the state representative make, and they will not believe you when you tell them sixty. No, no, I, I got, I get it, I get it. Uh, I want to talk about something important besides this, but again, I think a no cup of coffee law implemented into your legislation about a pay raise would balance things out, and other states do it. There's no reason why elected officials in the state should be able to receive any kind of financial benefit indirectly or directly from citizens or lobbyists. It, it makes no sense at all. And we justify it in Louisiana. And that's how, like you're saying, maybe how a lot of folks make up I for mean, that, it. That's a campaign. That's a, the bigger, the bigger picture is, is much bigger than just cups of coffee and lunches. The big, the big picture, which is not what my bill has to do with is, you know, dealing with these, uh, these big packs that don't even have limitations on yeah, donations. That, that, that's, you know, you really want to talk about things that influence and, and affect legislation. It ain't, it ain't dinners. No. And then, and know. then, you know, a lot of elected officials like your boy, John Alario, uh, 
buying Saints tickets and LSU tickets, driving a BMW, using campaign funds to enrich himself. I mean, he's fortunate he never got indicted. Walter Reed went to jail for exactly that. So, Alaria's very fortunate. Hey, something uh, that is right up your alley, Joe. I mean, because I, I believe you have ethics, integrity, and morals. Uh, and something that's important for everyone. It kind of blew me away when you were telling me about it. You have this autism legislation uh, that is vitally important. Tell us yeah. about that and how 15, 20% of students in the country are, are diagnosed with autism at it's some dyslexia. form. And, and in Louisiana, it's less than 1%. It, it's mind-blowing. We are selling out our children and, and hurting their self-esteem and even at the worst-case scenario, creating criminals and dropouts and, and the like. Dyslexia, um, not autism. Oh, I'm so, sorry. That's not autism. My, my apologies. Dyslexia. My no, bad. Sorry no about that. No. Dyslexia. I got involved with this um, initially, which is kind of, you know, the way I got involved in dyslexia uh, legislation, which I've been doing now for several years, was from Dr. Laura Cassidy, uh, who uh, who started the Louisiana Key Academy, uh, who, you know, her, her own child uh, was diagnosed uh, not through the school. Uh, the school couldn't accommodate her. The school couldn't help her. You know, they had the, the Cassidy's obviously were fortunate enough to have the means to be able to, you know, accommodate their child and get the tutoring and extra help and everything they needed. But she started a school for a public school for kids with dyslexia to give them an opportunity at education. And she had contacted me initially because of all the work I did with criminal justice reform. I was very, very heavily involved in that and still am. Um, And it's my field. I'm a criminal defense attorney. So she contacted me to say, I want to do a study on all the people in prison because I think that there's a large number of them that that have, you made me say autism, (laughs) dyslexia. Yep. And and then the more we talked about it, I said, look, Let's not just let's not test the people that are already in the system, and, and, and I'm sure that number's high. And, and they did do a smaller scale, and it was high. It's well over 50 percent in one of the women's prisons, which is a glaring, uh, you know, it's 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 jumping out at you that 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 is a very bad common denominator to have is all these people that have dyslexia that were not, you know, they didn't finish school, but. Yep. So we said, let's change our focus to the, the, the school, to the kids, and let's try to figure it out and what we're doing wrong. Because nationally, the average is one in five. One in five children have some form of dyslexia. And we passed a bill a few years ago. You know, we're, I'm working with Dr. Cassidy. She's you know, helping me with research and data. And we passed a bill to make all the schools in Louisiana all the public schools report how many students they have in each grade that they've identified as having dyslexia. And for the second year uh, in a row now, we're getting numbers that are like 1%. So we are clearly missing huge numbers of kids. Yep. If the national average is 20%, we're identifying less than 1%. So that means that those kids, you know, they're not going to finish school. They don't know why they can't learn to read. They don't know why they're failing in school. They're not. They're not stupid. They're bright, um, but they're. They don't. They, they can't learn the same way that a regular student learns yep. to read because of their condition. And 
So we've been pushing and pushing, and, you know, now I have a bill this year to say instead of, you know, testing kids once, you know, they're only required to test once between kindergarten and third. And if you're waiting until third grade, it's too late. You know, and, and, and the reason that they catch a lot of the ones that they do catch is because they're failing and they're not, they're not getting it. Or you've got kids with mild forms of dyslexia that are working double time just to get C's. Yep. And they, because, but they've never been diagnosed. So my bill this year says, no, we're going to teach, we're going to, we're going to test them in kindergarten, which is when they should be tested. And we're not going to just do a one test test them for a bunch of things, and then done, and that's it. We're going to do an initial screening test administered by the teacher who is with the child, who spends time with the child, and then and they can see, you know, and identify clues and behaviors and things that will, with a little bit of education, they'll learn what is dyslexia, and then when they see the ones that they think might be at risk, they do a more comprehensive test, and then you can say, yes, that child has dyslexia. And now we need to do something different about how we're going to educate them. And, you know, we're in Louisiana, you know, I, I, I've said it over and over again. You know, if you look at our reading scores and how many people are graduating from high school and, and how, how much, what's our literacy level, yep. it's dyslexia. It's dyslexia. And that's what we're missing. And that's why we're failing. And that's why we're not going to get a handle on that until we do a better job at it. So. You know, once again, I have a bill on dyslexia, and um, and we're going to try to get as many co-authors, you know, again to, you know, push this thing through and and make some real changes. Um, that that you know, fifteen, twenty, thirty years from now, you know, we, we might see some real differences in the number in our high school graduation. I, I rate. think it yeah, would be what? astronomical. I mean, no no pun intended. It is a no brainer. And how can you be wrong on this? When the rest of the country is nearly 20%, one in five, and in Louisiana, it's less than 1%, one in a 100 or more. It's, exactly. It can't be. So that has to be a major problem. And like I said, uh, it's, it's hurting kids. It, it, it makes them think they're not as smart as the other kid when maybe they're even smarter. Uh, it, it, it hurts their self-esteem. And worst-case scenario it indirectly can create even like criminals by kids that just throw in the towel and have been beaten down so bad. Like, you're stupid. You're dumb. You Even if they're told it or not, they see it by not being able to keep up because they were never diagnosed properly. No, that, that's tremendous. It's, it's um, it, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm, 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 I, you know, I'm really fortunate to have, you know, been, you know, met up with, you know, Dr. Cassidy and, and, and met her and learned about her. And, 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 you know, she's a person that, you know, she motivates me. She, she, she pushes me by what she does. Like, can you imagine if you're a, if you're a surgeon or a doctor and you don't, you're not an, an educator and you don't have a master's degree in education, but you decide I'm going to start a school for this, for kids with dyslexia. Imagine what's involved in that. Yep. Okay. Yep. And she did it. And that, not one, they went from the first one in Baton Rouge now they, they, they've opened the second one on the North Shore, and they're, about to, they're, they're moving towards opening a third one. And I'm trying to get, them, I'm trying to get Jefferson Parish on board to say, hey, we need a school here. Yep. We need, that, we need a Louisiana Key Academy here. And I just keep saying it over and over again, and you know, hopefully we're going to get that done. Yeah, I think you know? that, that, that 
that has a real chance of moving this legislative session. Hey, hey Joe, any final thoughts? Let's do it again another day, too. Yeah, look, you know, whenever you want to talk about, you know, criminal justice reform and tough on crime and, and how, you know, what, what the effect of being the incarceration capital of, of, of the United States slash world yep. does and how that doesn't work and how that's seemingly our best answer whenever we have crime is to say, how about we do jail? And uh, how about we do more jail or how about we jail more people for longer for different things? Because obviously that's worked in the past. <laughs> and it's, you know, that's a whole nother day and a whole that that's a week of time. You know, you, I, I can talk about criminal justice issues from from the perspective of somebody who wants the state to be better and not from the perspective of a criminal defense attorney. Because, again, if I really want to make myself more money. Whenever the DAs or sheriffs say we need to increase the, the you know the penalty, yep, I should be standing next to them going, more, more, more jail, more, 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 and not less. And is there a better way or another way to do this that other states do that data shows is more effective at reducing recidivism and lowering crime? So that's the stuff that I get in trouble with my law partner for about going in and trying to do like clean slate where people can get automatic expungements. I worked on that task force and we do expungements. <laughs> so, you know, got to stop working myself out of a job sooner or later, but well, Joe, we'll do it again on the program. Anytime you want to come on, you're welcome. If you have like something like all this, this, uh, dyslexia bill, uh, I'd gladly talk about that. I'll even meet you at your district. We can go eat at the Tauntaun on Yui Long. You'll pay your bill, and I'll pay mine. How's well, that I was going to say, apparently i got to buy you lunch if you <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, too. No you, can, you can write it off at the firm. Always mm-hmm. a pleasure, Joe. It was nice talking to you earlier today, and a pleasure talking to you this afternoon. All right. Well, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate the time. That's Representative Joe Marino joining us on the program. Corey Johnson with you on a Tuesday afternoon. This radio, television, live streaming on YouTube. This program every day brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex in Kennebra, right on the corner, right on the price. Yeah, on the car corner of Williams Boulevard and I-10 in Kenner, the Lamarck Automotive Complex. And now, Lamarck Crescent City Ford on Jefferson Highway. That's right, Ronnie Lamarck from Araby Park simply does not slow down. Every day, this program brought to you by the Lamarck Automotive Complex. And now, Lamarck Crescent City Ford. This is what Drew Brees thinks about Super Discount Store in Chalmette. Actually, Brees doesn't think at all about Super Discount Store, but they do have the lowest prices allowed by Louisiana law for beer, alcohol, and wine. Super Discount Store in Chalmette. Super Discount Store! Which Metro New Orleans area restaurant made CNN's Top 50 in America and Thrilllist.com's Top 25? And has served presidents at the White House for over 40 years. Treyen in Mandeville. Rouse's, New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's has the only full-service grocery stores both in the French Quarter on Royal Street and in the CBD on Barone in the old Sewell Cadillac building. The Rouse's on the River, Chapatulas at Napoleon, is in a century-old warehouse. And uptown on Ferret at the corner of Valence is Rouse's all-new boutique store. With seven locations in Orleans Parish, Rouse's is New Orleans Grocery Store. Rouse's Markets. Taste like home. 
when a young man comes in and they walk into our store and you can see they're a little intimidated. Last week, I saw the young man. I said, hey, what can I do to give you a hand? And he said, well, I'm here for an engagement ring, but I don't think I'm in the right place. So I got him to my desk and within an hour, he had purchased an engagement ring, had spent $1,000 and he was treated like he spent a lot more. And I'm sure we have a customer for life. My name is Ken Friend of Friend & Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. It's time to relax. The Woodhouse Day Spa, Metro New Orleans' premier day spa experience, now with five area locations. For a day of relaxation or maybe just a quick one-hour getaway, the Metro area's premier day spa experience is at the Woodhouse Day Spa, and now five area locations. New Orleans, Metairie, Slidell, Baton Rouge, and our newest location in Mandeville. The Woodhouse Day Spa, woodhousespas.com. From the owners of Katie's in Mid-City and Bienvenue in Harahan, an old-school deli with over a dozen specialty sandwiches. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria on Harrison Avenue in Lakeview between Canal Boulevard and West End. Francesca Deli and Pizzeria. For game-changing innovation, look to the Latrum family of companies located in Harahan. Intralox, a Latrum company, changed the game when they invented modular plastic conveyor belts over 40 years ago. These belts and innovative Intralox technology are transforming movement in manufacturing facilities around the world. Intralox is a dynamic global company now hiring in production, warehousing, shipping, and more. If you want to be part of our successful team, visit Latrum.com. That's L-A-I-T-R-A-M.com. Yeah, you right, Crescent City and beyond. Corey Johnson with you on a Tuesday afternoon. If you missed the 4 o'clock hour, Ron Foreman from the Audubon Institute was with us for a good 35, 40 minutes. And if you missed the 5 o'clock hour, Representative Joe Marino was with us for a good 45 minutes. But the big news of the day locally, the recall fails by... Thousands and thousands of signatures. Not even close. Not even close. 67,000 signatures collected. But apparently a lot of I's weren't dotted. A lot of T's weren't crossed. Some were duplicates. Some were, I don't know, maybe like John Doe, folks that didn't even exist. Over 67,000 signatures collected. 27,000 plus were valid. Nearly 40,000 were not valid of the 67,000 collected. More disqualified than qualified signatures. Over a million dollars spent on the failed recall effort. Only 27,000 valid signatures, falling at least 18,000 short of the 45,000 number and 23,000 signatures short of the original 49,000 plus 50,000. And the original, original number was like 53,000. So you could say 
not even halfway home from the original goal when they filed the recall petition six months ago. What's that, Blue Boy? Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, wide open Wednesday. You're right, Blue Boy. See you then, New Orleans. You're on the neutral ground with Corey Johnson on TV on Cox Channel 4 and Spectrum Channel 333. Also on YouTube, on radio at NOLA Talk, 93.9 FM, WSLA New Orleans. Hi, it's Ken Friend from Friend & Company Fine Jewelers. You've got a friend in the jewelry business. Come see us over on Maple Street in Uptown. Friend & Company Fine Jewelers, Breitling Time, 6 p.m.